0: fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with fishing booker you can experience it too no matter where you are discover your next adventure on fishing booker
1: if you're listening to the
2: chasing Tales outdoor podcast where when you can't be in the outdoors we bring it to you Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. My name is Walt. His name is Chase. And each and every week, we do our best to motivate you, to inspire you to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. And we do that through a couple different formats. Obviously, we got social media everybody does we've got a podcast and we and occasionally we drop videos to our youtube channel uh we've got several of those in the hopper but i've kind of had to put pause because video editing takes a significantly uh, larger amount of time than podcast editing and i'm behind on episodes i've got several deer uh, report updates that you guys need to hear those are all in the hopper i worked on those uh, a little bit off and on today with a sick kid but uh we're going to get them out there to you. This episode is going to drop very, very soon because this is the meat and potatoes of the podcast. And we got something fun for you guys. This is uh, this is not your standard issue uh, hunting podcast, and we're going to get to that in just a second. But before we do, uh, we're going to do a little bit of an update here. Uh, and, and Chase and I are going to kind of talk about our seasons a little bit, kind of give like a brief overview of what's been going on. Uh, you're not going to believe this, but Chase has been passing trophy deer, and we're going to get to that here in just a second. But... Uh... we we got to thank the people that make this podcast possible and uh i'm behind on patreon on shout outs that's kind of my wheelhouse i'm supposed to keep up with this and uh, we got a couple we got to get caught up with here uh nathan harrison kyle patterson and sean stuller 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 uh thanks for joining up to uh, support the show i am gonna just say what i say every day which is uh, every time this community grows, it floors me i am I am thrilled and and happy that people find such value in this podcast and uh, I thank each and every one of you guys uh, for everything you do to support this show. Um, so with that being said, uh, we got some other people who uh, deserve some love. Um, first and foremost, I want to talk about Spartan Forge. Uh, We're going to have Bill on the podcast here shortly. Bill is the founder of Spartan Forge. It's where uh, modern technology meets uh, woodsmanship. It comes into one space. We have an app that tells you when and where to hunt, how to hunt. Um, He is working tirelessly. I'm in a little uh, small focus group for rolling out uh, updates. I get to see the stuff that you guys don't see on the back end all the time. And uh, he, he goes above and beyond to bring you guys some of the latest stuff. Uh I love the app it continues to get better uh, considering he's had a mapping app for out for less than a year. Uh you know it, it's making insane strides and there's some real fun stuff coming down the pipe. Um Chase, what's the footage like in your part of Florida cuz you're kind of like in a unique area. Is the aerial good in
1: your area in your area? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't have any complaints uh, of the aerial. Um it's better than the other ones I've used. Yeah. So I I can give props to that Uh, I've played with it a little bit Uh, I'm not as big on the mapping and aerial I kind of like okay this is the area that I have to hunt I'll kind of look at a few little features here and there Mm -hmm. but I let my boots on the ground do most of the deciding where I'm going to hunt
2: I feel you yeah I spend more time looking at maps than you do Um, but then again I mean like you're like the Tom Brady of deer hunting and, and I'm, I'm like, um, I'm the water boy. So I'm trying to get on your level. I'm watching a lot of film, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I think I spend a lot of time sitting at a computer. (laughs) And so it's real easy for me to just jump on that for a little bit of a mental break. And, um, you know, right now is definitely the time of year where you go to work and it's cool in the morning and you're like, God, Almighty, I wish I fill in the break, the, the blank career so I could be out in the woods. But, um, I I enjoy it. I'm I'm happy to have him on because we've had a lot of uh, good small group conversations in our digital deer camp group. You know, that's the Patreon, Marco Polo and Discord group. We have a humongous dialogue happening right now regarding um, cleaning data, making data actionable, what goes into that. Um, and kind of the science behind what's going on over there and so I'm I'm eager to have him back on to kind of talk about some of these things and uh, you know when we first had him on we talked about some of the patterns that he saw some of the things that impacted movement um, and one of the things that we we noticed is there were some really unique trends for the south and so I want to touch base with him and make sure that none of those trend, trends have changed you know as the software has gotten better and he's gotten more data points I'd like to see kind of uh, what we think deer do versus what he finds deer do. And I think it'd be very interesting to, to kind of see that correlation there. Um, so go check them out if you want to, I'd greatly appreciate it because, uh, bill supports every facet of the show, including our fundraising for, uh, our yak and for bass challenge every year. So, uh, use the promo code chasing tails, T a L E S 25 to save 25% on your membership and lock in your price for life. Whatever that is, when you use, uh, the promo code, um, really glad to have them supporting the show and the other the other people I want to talk about is tethered. Uh, tethered has been uh tethered is our longest running sponsor. I have been with them for many, many years. They got in on the ground level with us. We got in on the ground level with them and uh, I, I have valued that friendship and the feedback and the connections that have have come from that. Um, and you know what, dude, we need to have Greg
1: on the show real soon. We have not done that in a really long time. That's true that's very true we haven't had greg on need to get him on uh I'd look, tether's doing that really neat thing where they have those guys going around in that uh bus or whatever they yeah. have so tagged uh, out i kind of like for him to talk about that uh it seems like it would be it's a pretty cool concept and uh you pretty much have to be a young single man <laughs> to be able to do it <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yeah we need to get greg on um i'm just recently switched to the phantom xl i've been using it uh, on my hunts and right now i have zero complaints about it like i had a few issues with the regular phantom i just don't yeah, think talk it to was people quite, about that yeah quite big enough uh for my Interior. buns i guess it didn't quite <laughs> fit the way i hoped it would fit so we reached out to greg said hey can we try out the phantom xls i, I think that it'd be a little bit better because i always had a problem with the regular phantom riding up mm-hmm. like i was constantly adjusting yep. it pulling it down uh, to get to where it needed to be throughout a hunt especially them all day sits when you're in the rut and everything it's just like okay let me pull this thing down again let me mm-hmm. pull this thing down again mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think if for the right size person it's probably great but for me and some uh, other bigger guys Uh, it was, it it, it wasn't what I was hoping it would be. And then now that I've uh, put on the Phantom XL, it seems to have fixed the only issue I had with the Phantom.
2: Yeah. I mean, I had that same issue before. Um, I say issue very carefully because I don't want people to think like it it was a bad product. It wasn't a bad product. It was like, we ordered shoes that were too small, you know? Um, and You and I, I always just assumed, and this is me being silly here, I always assumed it was me. Like I had the tether too high, I had the tether too low, I needed to let some of the bridge in, some of the bridge out. And you could get it fairly comfortable for a period of time for me. Um, but I'm a thick boy. Okay. I've got, I've got some junk in the trunk. I am, uh, (laughs) wide, I'm a wide load. And I was talking to some people who had the XL and they're like, dude, you should really try it. And these were fellows that were quite bigger than me. And so sometimes I was like, Hmm, (laughs) I don't know if I need that per se. We gave it a whirl, dude. I'm telling you that thing's like a hammock. It it sits where it's supposed to be. It's comfortable. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely digging it. So I'm glad we made that switch.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, been playing with the tethered ones as well, uh, and I had the uh, I have the Timber Ninja sticks. I have the tethered ones. I mean, they're both great products. They're both super freaking light. I mean, yep. it's unbelievable. Yep. Uh, both fit on a pack really well. I mean, I've I've played with both of them. I've used uh, both of them. Uh, if you have the money, I mean, I would. That's one thing I would splurge and spend money on. It's just unreal how much. Nicer it is to have some ultra lightweight sticks compared
2: <laughs> uh, to anything
1: else out there.
2: <laughs> That's it, all I'm going to say. It's one of those things I feel like is kind of annoying mentally to wrap your head around spending the money on, right? Like it's, it's expensive, right? Like it's not, it's not, um, inexpensive, but at the same time, once you have them and you use them and you, and you lighten the load of your pack as much as you do with those. I mean, dude, I mean, it, it, Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I could difference. go back. Like I think I could, but it would be like a mental grind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna go back.
1: Chase Once goes wherever. no, <laughs> no. I mean, and like I said, the stick line and fit on my pack and the camera stuff, everything on there. Like it's just totally day walking into the where I'm gonna hunt now. Like I mean, the pack fits much better. I don't have stuff hanging trying to hit my legs. Nothing like that. It's, perfect fit and substantial lighter. So I'm assuming it's going to help me go further <laughs> uh, into the woods and I won't be basically dreading that part of, All right, well, I'm going to carry this in here now. <laughs> All right. So let, let's get to the
2: meat and potatoes of this thing here, man. How's your season been? Because I know how your season's been. Polo knows how your season's been. Uh, but we haven't recorded a podcast that I can recall where either of us have done any significant deer
1: hunting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I finally got out. I don't know, was it maybe nine or ten days into the season? I didn't I wasn't able to do the Patreon hunt yeah. because of work. Uh I've got some we'll just say family issues going on right now. Uh so it's a little bit more difficult for me to get out plus kids school volleyball everything else mixed in there as well in the evening times things like that mm-hmm. um been getting some deer on camera uh there was one really good deer that i had on camera <laughs> uh, that was there for four days in a row uh in this area uh it's and then an understatement. He, he disappeared <laughs> Ah. it was an area i had a cell cam but the cell cam had fried it's got water in it and i just put a regular camera there for the time being at the time and i really had not had anything in there and just really didn't know what was going on in there so i wasn't like in a super hurry to check the camera Mm -hmm. or anything i was like i'll check it next time i get any also i had issues with my truck the uh, ABS module went out. I was without my truck. I was borrowing a truck. There was, there was all kinds of things that have been going on
0: <laughs> that have
1: been against me oh, yeah. Um, uh, so far uh, this season. So got out first, uh, I finally, and I was actually the night before I actually ended up going, I had something. I was literally headed out to go hunting when I got a phone call and had to turn around and come back home. So I was going to go out the night before. Uh, got out the first night, like I said, I've been having some deer, uh, in this area. There was this that I want, that I wanted to take out. There was this one that is, I, I mean, there was one that's really big rack, but he, he had kind of disappeared and, but there was another one in there, just really big body. Just, you can just tell it's an old mature deer. Mm-hmm. His antlers are not all that like they're super wide, but one side he's just got main beam and brow tine. Other side, he's got, I think he's got four points on the other side, but they're not super long. Like nothing special about, uh, his rack other than he's super wide, but just <laughs> the body on that Joker is un unreal. So I'm just, uh, assuming he's just a, a really old deer. And I, I really have no, like, oh, that's that deer. Like mm-hmm. I have no clue about this deer. Um, it was him. There was a, a nice eight pointer, uh, that I'd been getting on camera as well some does and i got in there that evening um and it started off well had some does come right in they were feeding on like acorns and stuff uh behind me i've actually it's actually a decent acorn drop in there this year um i mean the live oaks water oaks laurel oaks i mean there there's a plethora of different acorns and some of them they're all dropping in the same area like you can walk around mm-hmm. and it's just okay there's live oak there's water oak uh, all together and i had them i knew i had a and this was kind of when ian was going on like it was kind of like the back end of it so we were still getting wind gusts like up to 20 25 miles an hour from time to time
2: <laughs> that's right so i'm
1: like i think my wind's gonna be good for the evening because i had deer kind of walking all around me and never got winded uh, by anything uh, and I'd been sitting there for a little while, like I said, I would had some does kind of pass through and I actually had some does in front of me and I had set this tree. Like I, I finagled a way to try to get into this tree and I'm using the tree as a shield. Cause it's a bigger tree. So I'm using the tree kind of as a shield on where a lot of the deer like to come out and I'm looking, I can see the does. And then all of a sudden the does kind of run off like into this, these little pines and I'm like, okay, well. Generally that means there's another deer coming Mm -hmm. in and sure enough, it was the, the big bruiser of a buck and he can't, he was probably 15 yards. So I get everything set up. I'm kind of sitting in my saddle with my knees up against the tree, pull back. He's like perfectly broadside, go down to shoot. And then right before I kind of check in, like my bowstring was like kind of touching my bridge a little bit. And, uh, so I kind of like went back up, readjusted to kind of try to make sure that my bowstring wasn't touching my bridge, got on the deer pulled and just to hear this thud noise, like dunk or something like that with my bow deer runs off. I have no clue. I didn't, I had no clue where my arrow was. I knew I didn't hit him because I didn't hear like a whack or anything like that. And I'm like, what the heck happened? <laughs> and Um, kind of scrambling, so I like get another arrow because yeah, I I don't I didn't think I'd hit the deer or anything. I was thinking, well, maybe he might circle around trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what that was because they all the deer that they just kind of like trotted off a little bit. It's not like he just took out of there crazy. He just kind of like did some bounds and was on the wood line. So uh, there wasn't much for me to think. Well, he might circle back around, try to figure out what it was. So I get another arrow knocked, and I'm like, all right let me try to replicate what just happened so draw the bow back kind of look down and then when as i'm looking up like where i had my bow hanger and everything cuz my bow hanger sticks out quite a bit of ways and i'm thinking that the string was touching the bow hanger at that point um that's that's the only thing i can equate it to is the string was touching something whether it was touching my mm-hmm. my bridge or um the bow hanger and at that point I'm kind of, I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Like shaking my head. Like, okay, awesome. Um, I, I got a chance on this deer <laughs> and, uh, um, but I knew I was like, well, it was still probably it came out kind of early. So it's still probably like 30, 40 minutes left of daylight and probably like 15 minutes after all that happened, an eight pointer that had on camera, he steps out at like, 30 yards, 20, well, between 25 and 30 yards from me. And just, he started feeding on something in the grass. Like there was some, I don't know if there was a little bit of clover there or something. Like he's just kind of meandering, just sitting there broadside, like not a care in the world. And I'm like, Oh, well, I was like, I need some redemption <laughs> from, from the first thing. And I had adjusted my tether and everything like that after all that happened. So I like got it to where I wasn't like really leaned back how I was and everything. I guess I was too comfortable uh, in the saddle for the shot and <laughs> and how I had set everything up on I I couldn't set it up any higher because of how like the tree kind of forked off. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, I had it to where I, as high as I could get it. And this time I kind of leaned out and put it on him. He, I heard, I, I heard the thwack and it sounded good deer ran off. I didn't see him crash. I thought I heard him crash, um, pretty quickly, but I still wanted to give it time. Um, but when it was at night and I mean, it wasn't, it might've been about 70, 80 yards for maybe the deer to get off the property. Like if I pushed him or something, like if something did go weird with a shot and I went in there too soon. So I backed out, called you, called some of my other buddies, and, uh, I, I actually, I saw the arrow, the arrow was covered in red blood. Like I was like, okay, I'm, I'm almost 99% sure that this is a mm-hmm. good hit with hearing the crash, looking at the arrow, I still backed out for about an hour, uh, went and I needed to get some gas in my truck and got something to eat real quick, came back in, went to the arrow. It was a quick track. Good job. Probably. He probably went 30 yards, like maybe. Uh, 30 yards Um, shot was great so I was like well that was some uh, good redemption and I need bucks for the bow hunters (laughs) league since uh, my bold prediction was I was gonna get enough inches in Florida uh, to compete in the king of tines top 10 uh, this year Uh, and he was a he was a good eight point um, really solid uh, Florida eight point had him and then I've actually been hunting the last three mornings since we've had this cold front come in, Yeah, uh, which has been super, super nice. Uh, My buddy, uh, Brandon, who's been on the show, he's up here right now um, for a a week, and uh, he's hunting some public kind of close by. And uh, I told him, I was like, hey, if you want to come hunt with me one day, you can. So we got together and hunted uh, one of the days. Um, It was kind of uneventful. We hunted the morning time. Um, we had plans to hunt in the evening, but I had something come up, <laughs> um, but I mean, we saw some deer, uh, nothing, uh, nothing crazy that morning. Um, and then the the last two mornings I switched up kind of where I was, um, been focusing on and I've been seeing uh, just a ton of deer, just does bucks, tons of, tons of spikes, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and then like I, like to say your basket rack, eight point some deer that are have already like broken one side of their antlers type thing, uh, this year. And this morning, like I said, the highlight of the last couple of days is I'd been sitting for probably maybe three hours or so uh, in the morning time, maybe a little bit longer. And I see this deer kind of pop out of the woods and the way the sun was hitting it, it looked gray. And I'm thinking, oh shoot, this might be a mature buck or something. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. they have like that grayer looking yep. um, coat and uh, I get the binoculars up and I'm like, no, that's not gray. That's white. That's white on this deer. And I'm like, oh crap. I was like, this is a piebald. And I had me and Brandon had just had a conversation like two days before this about piebalds. Cause I've been like, oh, have you ever had a pie? Have you ever seen a piebald? And I was telling the story about how I'd had a, a piebald. It's probably been seven years ago or more at this point like he was a spike he came i mean and he was one of those like real white ones with some brown spots and stuff Mm -hmm. like that he came in and uh i i mean he was and this was back when you could shoot whatever buck wise in florida there were no (laughs) limitations and i looked at him he was a small deer he was a spike and i was like man what if this deer makes it one day (laughs) he's a big buck (laughs) so i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna give him the pass and then I never saw that deer again. Like I never seen that deer on tra- trail camera. I never saw him the rest of the season. I don't know if somebody shot him. He moved on, whatever. I'm assuming somebody shot him. Cause you can mm-hmm. pick him out from a mile away. Oh, yeah, he was so sure. white. And so I saw this deer, I could see him walking through the woods. Like I said, walking through the woods, it's just like looking at paper or something, like a white piece of paper or something, mm-hmm. walking through the woods. And he came back out. He did come back out of the woods. And I saw him again, probably at 60 yards. And that's when I could tell like he was white, literally white from the front shoulder all the way back to the tail. And I was hoping I'm like, I was like, eh, it's a buck. It's a legal buck. I was like, if he comes close, uh, I'm going to have to give this deer uh, a try. <laughs> and he just kind of kept going. I tried to grunt at him because I'd been hearing some grunting kind of behind me earlier uh, in the morning. And he just kind of went about his way and I'm like, oh man, well, I've seen him. And I, I'd actually tried to take my camera out and take a picture at one point, but it was just one of those like quick, like two second mm-hmm. visuals on the deer and I wasn't able to do it. So I'm like, okay, well now I'm not, I'm going to tell people I saw a pie ball, but <laughs> I've really got no uh, way to back it up. But I had a trail camera in that area and he actually ended up walking in front of the trail camera, maybe like 10 minutes after uh, I had seen, seen him. So now everybody's seen this cool pie ball deer. Uh, that I got to see today. So I may never see him again. Could have just been a one-time encounter of him. I never I didn't have a trail camera picture of him before that. Uh, but I, I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Of course you of all people have dual encounters years apart with pieballs, you know. Like <laughs> I I that, that's the cool. I was giving you hell all day today. You're like, "Who's well, He was he was 60 yards." I was like, "You got a 60-yard pin?" He's like, "Well, let's do some <laughs> brush." I was like, "Man, you keep this up. We're going to take just looking away from uh, Ron and give it to you. But, uh, no, man, that's, that's really cool. I'm, I'm envious. I, uh, I've seen one deer from the stand. No, that's a lie. That's a bald faced lie. I seen a pile of deer from the stand this year. I forgot about. Forgot about, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. I forgot about, uh, um, the, the, pa- the Taints hell, Taints hell. Uh, and, uh, the, all the deer I saw down there. So I've seen seven deer, eight deer, seven or eight deer so far this year. Um, found some real good Shumard oaks that are dropping really hard in some of my favorite places. And, uh, the cell camera there is starting to pop off. They're starting to come by every day now, three and four deer at a time. So that's telling nice. me those, those oaks are dropping. And so, um, in this area, I sent you a camera, man, Elena was like, why are you sending them all these photos? But <clears throat> I, was, uh, I pulled that camera uh, that was there before, and it wasn't that, that model wasn't sending me all the photos. And so I'm going through, and there was a little error at the bottom of the sales cam, so you couldn't tell the date or the time. But the SD card had the date and the time, obviously, earmarked. And uh, so I'm going through, and from the time we hung that camera through about a month and a half later, all the way through the tail end of the season, there was buck, 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 does come by buck, does come by buck right behind them. Um, got one breeding on camera, which is really cool. Cause that really tells me like peak estrus cycle for those does. Um, and it kind of shows a really cool bell curve too, because you saw all this activity on the front side and the back side, and you knew exactly when that doe group was being bred. Um, and so that area is one of those that to be completely honest with you, I'm probably only going to hunt it a couple more times uh, through October because I'm going to kind of want to let it just kind of sit still and, and not really fool with it. Cause I don't really want to mess it up any more than, than I have to, because it, it is quite obvious that I've got a, a sanctuary back there with, I mean, probably four bucks that I would shoot an enormous oh, wow. An enormous four point um uh a couple a couple really nice eights uh and a, and a six or something like that they were all busted up, and I know they all made it because at least through hunting season, of course, because I got them all on camera afterwards before I pulled that camera right. so um really excited about that because I know that uh, i've I've got an area where not a single person was on camera, and it wouldn't have been hard for them to have found this area if they'd tried. So, uh, we're going to go back to that, but zone D opener, dude, it's in a couple weeks. It's in like two weeks from now. And then it's three, two or three weeks. I am really excited about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know you got some good, big plans with Brett, all yep. Sal, Old Craig. I know he's looking forward to that area, Craig, yep. uh, as well. Uh, one of the things I, I do. I mean, we kind of harp on it here and there is like trail cams give you a good little snapshot, but it definitely doesn't tell the story because the last two days I've had a trail cam, uh, in the area where I've been hunting and I bet I've caught a quarter of the deer on that trail cam um, from what I'm actually seeing yep. from, and it's a bunch of the, I mean, they're cruising. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just the spikes kind of they doing their normal thing, like things are getting close or whatever. And there are the ones on their feet just out kind sure. of, and they're checking stuff. They're not chasing anything. Like they'll kind of walk up to them or just kind of the does kind of run off uh, from them and they really don't do anything after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just, something to kind of reiterate is like, I mean, your cameras are good. Like say, if you, if you got a big buck or something you're going after, it's kind of good to be like, Oh yeah, he's still around or no one's killed him yet. Or, uh, he's still hanging in this area. But as far as what's actually going on, like the last two days have been really good and I don't hardly have any of those deer, uh, on my camera that I've seen.
2: Yeah. It, uh, it, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't make. Ultimate decisions based on like the cell camera data that I get or even the trail camera data. I mean, realistically, how oftentimes have you put a camera up in a spot and then you come back to check it later and there's scrapes like on the backside, you know, where the the camera wasn't facing or you move the camera 20 yards and suddenly you're getting the deer on camera. And so um, for me, it's just it's just one more data point you know, it's just, it's one more thing to, to kind of keep tabs on. And if you do start getting deer moving in daylight, then it triggers something in your mind. Okay. Something's happened and it gives you the ability to learn. So, um, right. I I'm, I'm excited. And Brett and I've got some big plans. I got some really big deer on camera. Uh, I have had big deer on camera throughout the summer on some of these cameras. So, I am excited to get in there and and try and apply some of the things that Brett has been trying to teach me. I'm a lost cause. I've told him that, but we're going (laughs) to, we're going to give it hell either which way, but let's get into the meat and potatoes of tonight. This is, uh, this is going to be fun. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to do the deer hunting draft. So um, all of you, all of the sports people, Pat, I'm talking to you uh, or people who don't like sports, I should say um, every year. The NFL has a draft NBA and the MLB have drafts and all the players put their names in the pot, obviously. And then the teams pick from them. And so we're going to do a deer season draft tonight. I'm pretty excited about that. So Chase and I are going to pick, uh, I'm going to let him go first because he's actually killed a deer and uh, we're going to do our top five. We're each going to pick five things about deer season and probably have a dialogue about, about them as we go. Uh, We're going to do our drafts and we're going to see, see where we land. Now there's a caveat to this. If I pick something or you pick something, we have to do our best for it to be a truly unique thing. So if I'm like, you know, um, my favorite thing is Schwackers, you can't be like Rages because that's just kind of like
1: the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, I got you. I'm trying. All right.
2: You ready for this? Oh yeah. Have you Have you prepared did. all day for this? Like have you? I, uh...
1: I've thought about it a little bit, okay, <laughs> um, and I think that I've got some good ones. Okay, maybe something you might, pick up, maybe not. So that that that'll be good, uh, yeah, for the draft. So we'll be looking forward, and maybe the uh, Patreon group can decide like who had the better draft or something like that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Like, <laughs> they listen to the podcast, go, "Oh, that yeah. team's better yeah. than the other team," <laughs> or they would be equally matched, and we may both be like. Complete opposite ends of the spectrum of what we're thinking about, yeah, like, yeah. deer season. Okay, <laughs> The first
2: pick. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Of the deer thing draft. Hang on. I don't know what's going on, but my freaking internet is unstable as hell. Can you hear me with, like, is it glitchy?
1: No, it sounds good. And your video's good. Everything. Okay. Like, nothing's glitchy about it.
2: Okay, I'm gonna do this. Well no, I'm not gonna do that because that's gonna kill it. You're glitchy, so I'm trying to figure out what I can do on my end to fix that. Say something. Hello. I mean it's not terrible. Okay, let's let's just try it. All right, Chase, with the number one overall draft pick for the twenty twenty two Deer season, what are you going with?
1: Going with the rut.
2: The rut. (laughs)
1: going with the rut,
2: You know that there's, there's in every draft cycle, there's always like that, that obvious it's going to go to somebody. Who's it going to be, you know, that is like the, that is like the, the, the Brett Favre or the Peyton Manning or the, the Tom Brady. If you ever saw one of those in the draft, like you're snagging them. Right. So you've gone rut. Um, I'm going deer camp.
1: Deer camp. Uh... I had that on my list somewhere, but it wasn't number. I, it wasn't the number one pick.
2: But I, here, here's my logic on this: there's a thousand ruts, and each one is unique. I was gonna go deer camp, period, because my fondest memories from hunting always come from some form of camaraderie. Right? Doing I think deer hunting. Obviously, everybody thinks the rut, but I, I think anybody who's experienced deer camp or has deer camp or some kind of hunt camp on the schedule, that's what they're
1: thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, deer, deer camp's great. Uh, I love being able to share hunts with people and on um, out of hunts with people. I mean, it's, it's always more enjoyable when you got somebody there to me to kind of, to share it with, go back and forth about things, uh, celebrate, yeah. uh, deer kills, uh, everything, uh, seemed to you, like I said, a little bit better when you, when you get somebody to share it with. That's I'm it. Sure. So That's I get it. it. And I went rough just because, I mean, the rut can be, I mean, in if in Florida, it's, it's hard. I'm just rut in general. It could be anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, uh, for Florida. But it's and kind of, and I, people, oh, I don't like the rut just because, I mean, they're chasing one specific deer usually that, and that's why they don't like it. Cause they're worried about that specific deer getting behind a doe and the neighbor who hunts three days a year is going to shoot it because there's anything can happen at that <laughs> yeah. time of year. Which is the awesome. You just never know. You, you keep your trail camera data. You got all these bucks on camera and then all of a sudden just this show stop shows up and he's going to be on your property for two days or three days because <laughs> yeah. there's a hot no in the area and he's there. So I mean, anything can happen. I mean, Florida has so many different routes, which is cool. Um, you, know, so you can pretty much chase it from August through what March. Here yeah. now, so yeah. I, figured I would I would take the rut just because I'm like, yeah, I'm not really sure where Walter's at, but I, I know <laughs> that uh, the rut to me is everybody kind of looks forward to that.
2: I'm with you. All right, second round draft. What you going with?
1: But you you want to get you want to do it like snake style where you, you you can, you can go second round first yeah yeah i like it? that
2: let's do that okay i like that a lot all right so uh with the second uh second round first pick i'm going with the first time you walk outside and that northerly wind hits you in the face and it's almost like the trees are just whispering it's time to quit your job and go deer hunting okay the fur that first cold front
1: that first one. Okay, so I was just gonna say cold fronts in general. <laughs> that was gonna be um, my second pick. Um, so that that's good. I, like I said, I think cold fronts are great. Like this cold front that we just experienced down here. I mean, very rarely in early October are you getting temperatures in the 40s uh, in the morning, and then holding. For any more than an hour or something yeah so it, it stayed pretty cool and hasn't really gotten that 90 degree hot where it will uh, in the afternoons where you're sweating uh in the evening times so i definitely can agree with uh the cold fronts for sure it was a good pick
2: all right what's what's your number two
1: Number two. See, I thought there's so many things <laughs> I want, uh during uh, hunting season. Uh I'm gonna go with archery. Okay. I'm go with archery. Um just because to me with the with Boeing, like I was talking with uh Brandon uh today. And he put, he kind of poloed the little small group that, uh, we have, and he's been grinding it, uh, on this piece of public. Uh, and I think he said he was calling, had a buck come in, kind of to the tree like on his weak side shot or something like that. And couldn't really do anything. And the deer like either picked him off or maybe milled where he had set up or something and kind of bounded off to where he couldn't get a shot uh, on the deer. And he, he kind of sent me a text message going, I don't know what I could have done different. And to me, it's like, it's, it's bow hunting. Dude. Like there's so many things that a lot of times have to go right. Um, during um Anytime you're hunting with a bow that um it's just, and I think that's part of like the excitement with it is just know that everything kind of has to go like the deer has to, be basically within whatever we'll say for most people 30 yards 30 40 yards it's gotta be close but there's so many different things that could happen it could win you it could decide to zig instead of zag to where you or stop behind you're full draw and it stops dead behind that tree where the vitals are covered and you're just like <laughs> one more step one more step i got gotcha. you and the deer decide to do like a 180 and start walking away from you or something like that uh, and honestly with archery, that's really the only time where like, my heart like really starts like wanting to be that much when that deer gets close <laughs> and I'm just like, bum, bum, bum. I've never really had that with the gun. I mean, I still enjoy shooting with the gun and stuff like that. It's just, to me, it's just something totally different. I don't know if it says like primal instincts that come out or whatever, but, um, bow hunting, there's, it's just 30 so different things that can happen, but the accomplishment when it's all said and done is uh, one of the best ones you'll have.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've I've got to I've got to agree with you. That's a pretty that's a pretty good one. I if I had a dollar <laughs> for every time I needed one more step, and I didn't get it. I, i'd be i'd be i'd have my own lease or something at this point you know what i'm saying like it's just oh, it's yeah. too, you're you're just you you've got like a little bit of tension on the on the string right you're like you're just you're right there you're about to draw and you're just waiting for that step and then they just turn and walk through the other direction and it is just like your world has ended and you're gutted man it's it's <laughs> it's it's next level we've all been there
1: <laughs> uh, yeah exactly that's like watching that yeah, blah, 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 blah. it's just like oh, right, well, blah, man, <laughs> that's what... a gun, <laughs> but it's blah, blah, blah. so you just chalk it up to uh, I'm get after him next time.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's a good. That's a that's a good one. Archery season. Okay, I'm good with that. All right. So, as always, we're kicking it back to you to start this one off. What do we, what do we have for
1: the number three? Uh, number three. Um, I I'm gonna kind of throw a ball at number three. And I'm going to go to Iowa, for Ooh. number three. Mainly okay. because I've,
0: I've,
1: I, I, it takes so long to draw Iowa, but it's a different world. I mean, for, for us, like, as far as like Florida deer hunters, it's just such a different world <laughs> in wow. Iowa. Like, the quality of deer. Uh, and the people hunting on public land there, uh, it, it really, it really is. I would say like heaven on earth for the <laughs> for the deer hunter. <laughs> and after there's some other states in there that they haven't got to or whatever. Um, I've I've hunted a quite a few of them, but um, it, if you get the chance, like put in for Iowa. And take that, take that risk, go out there. There's public land out there. uh, And uh, as long as you pick, and I wasn't even out there during a good time. Like, and that was the thing. I wasn't even out there during a good time, but the, the, the quality of bucks and the size, the sheer size of the deer and everything out there and watching the hunting public, I mean, out there, the stuff that they're able to get done on the ground, early season on uh, a lot of those deer um it, it really is unique
2: yeah no i'm with you that's that's a that's a good one i think the anticipation and the years of effort to get there and you want to talk about a magical place during the rut where anything could happen i mean like okay. it dreams are made and, and 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 souls are crushed probably in iowa because if, oh, if, if you if you was crushed <laughs> <laughs> Biggest deer
1: I've ever seen. <laughs> on the hook yards, eye to eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yards eye to eye. So but it, it was still like the that moment to me was worth the entire trip. Like just mm-hmm. that singular moment was worth the the driving up there, the getting up every morning, the grinding and out. That encounter. And I had some other really good encounters on the ground too out there. Uh, but just that deer, it's like one of those ones, that kind of takes you back looking at you like, is this thing real? <laughs> like,
0: is, <laughs> is this what I'm
1: really seeing right now? Just on a different level? Um, definitely body, like body size this deer, just, uh, I can't, there's nothing that even come, like maybe to together or something like that, but <laughs> you would probably, you'd come up with this deer. Rack, I mean rack, everything. It was just, it was phenomenal.
0: <laughs>
2: Sorry, so you're you went with Iowa. Hard to argue with that. In fact, I'm not even gonna try and argue with you on that one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different direction though. I'm gonna go back to, uh, I think, footsteps the le the footsteps and the leaves before you see the deer i think that is like the the most diabolical sound like you've been sitting there for a second and then all of a sudden you hear that first and it's got this unmistakable pattern that we all the time confuse with squirrels we do it all the time right the deer hunter's worst enemy is a squirrel and we always confuse it but the two things don't sound alike when you hear that deer Like, you know, like, there's just another level of adrenaline rush, like, right here as they're moving through whatever it is they're moving through. And there's that methodical, like, uh, walk of a buck that's just, it's just, he's just moving. He just, he knows where he's going. So I'm going with the, the deer walking in the leaves.
1: Okay. I like it. I can dig it. Although there's been so many times where I've had deer come in that I've never heard, yeah. (laughs) but it is nice when you can actually hear them uh, coming in and any, but you don't know exactly what it is. So that's kind of cool. It's always cool where you're just like, all right. But usually I, the one thing I have noticed about big bucks is they make a lot of noise. They do. (laughs) Yeah. So, and a lot of the times I've seen them, like they are they're walking through on a mission. it's not even that they care. Like almost like they don't have a care in the world. It's just mm. ka-sh, 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 ka-sh. They, it's yep. almost, they're like, dang, this freaking doe came in, was skittish as all get out. <laughs> <laughs> like looked at me twelve times in the tree, did the old head bob, blew twelve times. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> even looked up one time. <laughs> not even one time. All right.
2: Number four. I believe it's my turn, right? Yep. All turn. right. I'm going with blood trails.
1: Blood trails. Ugh. <laughs> yep.
2: I'm going with blood trails. And here's why there is a, no matter high or low, there's always a certain level of intensity that comes, whether it's good blood, it's bad blood. Um, I, I think I stay about equally as excited. Uh, if, if it's like a paint bucket everywhere I'm going, I know he's dead and I'm redlining and I'm peaked. And if it's just like splatters of blood, like you're having to really search for it, I'm still peaked, man, you know? And I think there's that, that moment when... Uh, you know you're so focus, focused hyper focused on what you're doing right here and you, you kind of like check up and survey things that first time you see the deer man that i don't know that that can be beat
1: yeah yeah blood trails to me i love following other people's blood trails because i feel like all right i'm looking at everything uh, yeah. I, i've I love helping people like my own blood trail. I, I honestly hate doing my own blood trail, <laughs> especially at night Yeah, for dang sure. Yeah. Luckily that deer the other night bled really good and mm-hmm. I didn't have to, uh, or in doing it by yourself. Cause I always feel like, like I said, you are kind of hyper-focused. So you, there's times where I'm like, Oh, how did I miss that? Like, right? what the heck? Someone else comes in like, Oh, there's blood right there. Oh, there's <laughs> blood right there. And you're like, how did I even miss that yeah. blood? Yeah. Um, but yeah, blood trails are, are cool. Um, heck watching a, a dog blood trails, freaking awesome to me. I oh, mean, yeah. heck. um, two tall's got his, uh, dog. Um, and I, I've always just kind of in the back, just like, oh man, I really would like to have a, a dog, um, just, just to watch it work. I mean, it's just so yeah. fun watching the dogs work and how incredible, uh, they are, but uh, yeah, blood trails. Generally speaking, are, are a good thing. <laughs> for this year. Well, without a blood trail, it's a bad thing. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, what you got for number four, sir?
1: That. I'm gonna go with trail cams. Ooh, trail cams. Because I, you know me, I love the trail cams. I love using trail cams. I love kind of figure trying to figure out pieces of the puzzle yeah. with trail cameras. Uh, I've been moving some around and just by moving some around, I'm like, okay, yeah, that buck's still here. He, he's, he's still in the area, uh, kind of keeps me up to date, whether it's cell cam or just your, your normal, right? Re- I've got plenty of just regular trail cams that I kind of yep. use a lot of times for just historical data. I just stick them out on a scrape somewhere or a funnel or something like that and go, okay, I'm not yep. even really worried. I'll get to this camera when I get to it. It's more right. of like, okay, year over year data, uh, in some of these areas, And there's, there's something about, there is something about the cell cam. I think it's just that dopamine hit that everybody Mm -hmm. looks for with whatever, whether you're scrolling through your phone on TikTok or Instagram or something like that is like, okay, I got a notification. Like, is it him? Is it him on the camera? Oh, I'm not, I'm at work. I'm at home. Um, I've never had a trail cam. I've never been one of those people where you're like, Oh yeah, I saw it on my, cell cam and i went in there two minutes later and i'm I'm not in that situation like ever um uh in the woods but i, I really like um using them mm-hmm. uh, i know our buddy sal he, he really loves using uh trail cams yeah, and does. a lot of people i mean they're not they're not necessarily for everybody i think it kind of depends on um what your goals are um but i know a lot of people have uh, trail cams and it's always cool to go even whatever if you go check it to me sometimes it's like okay yeah there there is a big buck in this area maybe it's going to give me that little bit more motivation mm-hmm. to uh get out uh get in the woods um and it tells a story like it may just tell a small amount of a story of what's going on in the woods uh when you're not there um, but to me it, it kind of it tells a story and, and it helps with uh, getting on some of these uh, mature bucks, which kind of was one of the little topics yesterday on the Marco Polo about mature bucks and their <laughs> movements and uh, everything else uh, that goes along with it. So I'm a trail cam guy and I'm, I'm going to go with trail cams.
2: It's really hard to argue with that one. I, I really, I've gotten, <laughs> I've got I, I not like I'm trying to poke holes in your arguments. Cause that's not what I'm trying to do, but like I'm trying to like look at it from a competitiveness and it's like, That's a solid pick because even I love troll cameras. Like, I wake up every morning, so most of my troll cameras are twice a day noon and midnight. So when I wake up in the morning, I roll over and I'm like, Hey, let's see what was moving yesterday <laughs> afternoon, you know? And so, uh, or at lunch, you know, that the work day is dragging on and I'm tired. And All of a sudden the phone just starts going, boom, 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 boom. And here come the photos, you know, I'm, I'm with you, man. And I like the strategy of it. I use a lot of non-cellular cameras and long soak areas where I'm getting that. We've talked about this all the time on the podcast. You know, you're getting that long-term data, that, that information that's good for, for years to come. And so, you're right, man. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful match. Um, yeah, it's solid. That's real solid. Mm-hmm. All right, sir. Hey. It is. It is your turn for your final pick. Final pick.
1: There's there's so many there's I so know. many things that I could go with with only five uh, picks. Maybe maybe we could do a bonus pick or something like maybe, that. Like yeah, the, the, the free card. agent pick yeah. at <laughs> free agent at, at the end. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna go with. In-season scouting. Oh, okay. Did not see that coming. I'm going to go with in-season scouting because I kind of like the trail cams. Um, I feel like the woods tell a story yeah. certain yeah. times of the year. What you do with that story uh, could mean the difference between being successful, not successful. Um, so going out, I mean, there's more to it than just sitting in the tree waiting on a deer I think a lot of times um people get in the tree without a plan and I feel like if instead of just devoting that couple of hours sit to maybe just being an area not seeing a deer or something like maybe some boots on the ground Mm -hmm. uh, might be able to get you to where okay the next time I come like this area's got there's acorns everywhere there's there's a rub line going from here to there there's uh, a community scrape over here type thing to where it's like, okay, there's definitely deer activity, uh, in this area. Okay. Now let's start putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Is there good bedding next to it? Uh, is there food next to, uh, some of these areas like are, will the deer possibly be there in daylight? Am I scouting an area that is more than like, like this big open vast area where it's like probably a buck's probably not going to move across this in the daylight. And he mm-hmm. could depending on where you're at, but, uh, in certain situations, you're like, okay, there, there's bucks in this area. Now, where, how can I get close enough to where I catch them right before dark? Or mm-hmm. I catch them right in the morning coming mm-hmm. back uh, to bed. And uh, I, I just really enjoy boots on the ground, this stuff, mainly because it's cooler, uh, cooler out. There's not as much foliage, uh, and it's what's going on. It's like, it's what's happening right now. It's just up to date. Like, okay, cool. There wasn't a rub on this tree the last time. I came by this area. Uh, maybe I, I should investigate a little bit more. Or oh, look, there's a scrape that just popped up.
2: That's really so. good. I hadn't thought about that one either. That's a that's a really solid one. All right, here's my counter to that. Okay. The magic time facetimes. <laughs> the, the, you know exactly what I'm talking about The uh-huh. FaceTimes that happen you, you're, you're either at home You're at work, you're doing something You're in the deer stand And all of a sudden you get the phone zzz, 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 zzz. And it's not just a phone call No, 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 no It's a FaceTime conversation And I get them from you I get them from Parker I get them from uh, 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 Adam, whenever he kills stuff Dude Nothing gets me more amped than you're just caught up in the rat race or you're, you're, you're in, you're immersed in whatever it is that you're doing. And then you get jarred from being able to celebrate that success with somebody else.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. Uh, anytime I get a phone call or FaceTime from somebody that either just shot a deer or whatever, um, I always look forward to it, whether I can get out there and help them or not help them. (laughs) yeah uh, sometimes i don't get them as often as i'd like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah it, it is fun uh being able to celebrate your buddies yeah. i mean uh i i want everybody to go out and kill a big buck every time like i mean i'm really don't care like it doesn't it's awesome uh, i don't it's it's one of those things where cool you, you made it happen i'm happy for you like Mm -hmm. how do you need my help like can i can i help you find the deer did you already find the deer um and uh celebrate that moment because this is you don't have that many tags so Mm -mm. and that many opportunities so it really is special Um heck seeing split shot yesterday pop up on marco polo after uh he shot his buck like giving everybody a rundown like oh yeah this is what happened oh yeah this is where the deer's at i mean it's always cool seeing those polos come through when somebody shot something, uh, as well. Yeah. And split shot boy, I
2: tell you, he's not, he's, he is the epitome of cool, calm and collective after he shoots a big deer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I make fun of people all the time because they don't show excitement. They take a photo and they're just they look like they their dog just got ran over in front of them, right? They're just they're just sullen. That Joker posted a photo smiling so big I thought his face was gonna freeze that way. I could not <laughs> believe it. It was unreal. Um I actually uh let's a little bit of a rabbit trail here for a second. Um that's the biggest buck killed so far in the group. Nice. Yeah, Kurt. Kurt missed a stud today twice. He shot at the same deer twice, um, and missed him. But he—that's the big. I think that's the biggest. No, 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 no. Yours was bigger. I think yours was bigger.
1: What do you think? I mean, are you calling me a part of the Patreon group? You're in it. Okay. I mean, it's probably bigger. I'd have to go back and look it. Is, yeah. I don't care. It, I don't it don't either. Don't really matter neither.
2: For from the patrons it's absolutely the biggest deal. Um <laughs> so that's cool man. All right, so it's it's wild card time. This is this is your uh, your free agent time rather. Um I'm going I'm going uh uh left field here. Uh I'm going OCPs.
1: Okay. Snacks
2: In snacks. Snacks, specifically, (laughs) specifically lucky snacks, because we all know that you were just born with a lucky horseshoe implanted somewhere in your body. (laughs) The rest of us believe in all kinds of voodoo magic. And uh, as 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 the greats have said in the in the Patreon group, there's something about the crackle of that little that little plastic that they use. It doesn't crackle like anything else. Um, I think that is uh, the native mating call of mature deer.
1: Okay. yeah. I can I can get behind that. I used to eat some OCPs. <laughs> did you? Uh, back in the day,
2: How I always you picked for like a nutter butter guy.
1: Um, I kind of switched over to Trail Mix for okay. a while there. Okay, but okay. here recently I haven't I don't I haven't carried anything. Um, mm-hmm. Snacking um, into the woods. Maybe that's but, the real secret. Yeah, yeah, not not being distracted. <laughs> <by>. <laughs> my food. (laughs) I'm not making noise. (laughs) I still make noise. Uh, I don't need any extra. (laughs) I don't need any extra. I can't stay still enough uh, in in the tree uh, to begin with. So it was like the tree I was in today. I was like, I know I'm going to get busted. (laughs) And I did. (laughs) I got busted multiple times by stuff seeing me move. Uh, But it was small deer. I mean, and that's another thing. Kind of how I think Curtis was talking about Oh, should I get down? Like, I busted this area up. I've had plenty of deer blow at me and with other looking at other deer, and they didn't even look at that deer that was blowing. They just, they may have kind of lifted their head up to kind of see yep. what was going on, but it didn't even spook them. Yep. And I, like this morning, same thing. I had a deer that had spotted me. It was like, I'll, it was one of those ones that's like, and not really a yearling but not really quite mature yet or whatever i'll, mm-hmm. I'll call them tweeners mm-hmm. but it had spotted me and it was just going back and forth behind me like anytime i would move because i would see other deer and stuff and i could hear other things so i'm like I'm whatever i'm gonna freaking like and it would blow and then it would like run back and then it would blow again and then it would like try to spot me again mm-hmm. and there were deer i could see other deer always and it wasn't bothering them. And then I had other deer come in 15, 20 minutes later. Like you never really know where a certain deer might be, uh, at the time. So I don't even let it phase. me. Um,
2: I mean, you don't even know what they're blowing at. I mean, I've had deer blow at other oh, yeah. deer. I've had deer blow at other coyote at coyotes and predators. Yeah. Like I have learned, um, you know, unless unless you unless you just you're around deer and that you see the other deer start to react poorly, like let's say you know there's three deer that come by every day and those are the three deer that are acting badly You know, a deer blows in the woods, I don't even, I don't even pass judgment anymore because I've had deer blowing down in the bottom over here and I've had other deer come down the trail looking at the deer that's blowing in that direction. Like, I wonder what that person sees. And I've actually shot a deer doing that before. So, uh, Mm. yeah, no, I stay in the dang tree just because a deer blows doesn't mean anything. If you can get an arrow in it, so it'll quit blowing. But uh... (laughs) yeah, yeah, this one was about. <laughs> <getting close. laughs>
1: it was almost as far as that eyeball, like, huh? It just would not go away. <laughs> grief, man. But like I oh, said, it, at the end of the day, I don't think it matters. I've had bucks come. In. Like I said, I've had bucks come in after those were blowing at me. I mean, I'm yep. like, well, you're just telling all the bucks in the neighborhood where you're at. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they're gonna come investigate.
2: Yeah. All right, sir. You got one wild card pick or one one free agent? What you going with?
1: Oh, well, since you went with snacks hunting um i am going to go with something that i'm gonna go with
2: saddle Dead gummit. i almost did that but i wanted to go funny yeah that's a good one
1: (laughs) i'm gonna go with the saddle yeah Um, to me hunting out of the set like since the saddles have come out and hunting out of them like for at least with bow hunting like it, to me, it's just changed everything, whether it, the lightweight, uh, being able to maneuver, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just, I enjoy it so much more, um, doing those tang hunts and everything. It, it got me more motivated to do more of those, uh, than I was before. And I used to carry around the climber. I used to That's have right. a lock on that I would yep. put up and everything uh, and definitely never. And you can just get up so much faster to me. I like, I, I just, and maybe not a climber cause a climber, you can just pat pap you're up or whatever, but That's right. you can't get in every tree with a, a climber. You're really limited on what trees that you, that you can get in. Um, and I, I just, I like the versatility of it. And uh, I just, I don't see a world where I'm not hunting out of a side for uh, the rest of my days.
2: Yeah, I don't either, man. To be honest with you, it's 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 one of those where, especially when you're tired or you have a lot going on in life, it's real easy to come up with reasons not to go. Oh um, yeah, and and and, I'm, and I probably am speaking more to that than people would like. I, I'm sure there are people out there that, who never wake up and don't want to go. But, I mean, there are points in time where I'm tired. It's the end of the season. It's the end of a, of a week's worth of hunting. And when you have a bulky system, even if it's an efficient system or a fairly efficient system, having that bulk and everything and and knowing you're limited in the trees you can hunt, it's always, it's like one more thing that's just weighing on you when you go. And I remember using the lock-on. The lock-on was the best option that I had um, but I, I hated setting the tree, the dang thing up. Like I hated setting it up in the tree. The sticks were fine, but actually setting up a that tree stand, you know, it was what a 10 pound tree stand. I just disliked it. It was such a pain in the butt. And now it, it, I go on walkabouts sometimes I'll go to areas and it's like, I've got everything on me. I'm completely comfortable. I've got my pack, my saddle, all my stuff on me. And I'll walk through an area and even if, even if I, I, I scout my way through it and there's nothing worth hunting, I don't feel like, God, I can't believe I did this. It was just like, okay, I just went for a walk in the woods and I didn't feel burdened. I didn't feel like I was getting hung up on stuff. It was, it wasn't like I carried a whole bunch of extra weight for no reason. Um, And more importantly, I have confidence that I can find if There's a tree where I want to hunt. I can climb it. I mean, I, realistically I've with, the exception of a, a few places that have been like utterly clear cut and i mean sometimes you just don't have an option i mean there's no tree there but you put me in right. the woods just actual hard woods i've not encountered a situation where i haven't been able to get in, tr- into a tree in fact I hunted in a tree one time that was so crooked it was listed like to the right, but it had a branch that jutted off going to the left. I climbed that tree and then took my lineman's belt and put it around the branch to my left, and basically held myself, watching the only shooting lane that I had, and I dang near killed a buck doing that uh, in the 2019 season. Um, So I mean, it's just it's one of those things where it's like you want to be a Swiss Army knife when you're in the deer woods, and it feels like that the saddle is like a real high end multi-tool man it's just it's just it's it's suited for i mean uh brett talks about how he uses his sometimes he gets to where he's going he's like there's not a tree here that i want to climb i want to be right here and he puts his his, his platform on the tree and he sits on his platform like it's a like it's a a, a chair you know? Yeah. like Come on, man. It's, it's, it's really versatile.
0: My
1: first hunt ever out of the saddle, it got me up high in this tree that I wouldn't have been able to get up into with anything, Mm -hmm. unless I had brought a ladder stand or something in there that I might've been able to get, uh, on that tree. And I didn't have a platform. There was just these two big knobs coming off of it that I was using, uh, as my platform on the tree, but I was still able to hunt it. Like I was still able to get in it, still able to hunt it and ended up shooting a deer (laughs) that night. So I just figure it's, I was thinking about that today, just being in the saddle. I'm like, man, I was like, this thing, it's just it's so nice. Like not sweating, trying to put the lock on yep. No, because you just can't quite get it right or tight enough, or it's just a little bit off. Got to readjust it. Um, it's just one of, like, say you get put that little platform up and bam, you're stepping on it. within yep. 10 seconds of putting, getting your tether right. You're, you're rocking and rolling.
2: Absolutely, man. All right, so here we are in summary. This is what we have here. Chase, you picked rut, archery season, Iowa, trail cameras, in-season scouting, and saddle hunting. Sturdy. I'm talking like that's the Alabama O-line right there. (laughs) Uh, I picked deer camp, first cold front, deer walking through the leaves, blood trails, primetime facetimes, and OCPs. So... Uh, If anybody has ever wondered how Chase and I differ, you can very well tell that he is <laughs> way, way more serious of a deer than I am. Because <laughs> I've got all these like experiential type, uh, type situations there, and Chase is like kill yeah, well, I think, big I deer. Think a
1: lot of your stuff was, <laughs> like you kind of mentioned, was like those are a lot of the things that get you up in the morning. Yeah, like deer camp you got everybody there like that's going to get you up in the uh, up in the morning yeah um being able to share experiences with people that that's gonna get you uh up in the morning Mm -hmm. so uh that listening to that deer or that cold front that's gonna get you up i mean i wanted cold front. cold front was gonna be my second round (laughs) i wanted cold front (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Uh, i wanted cold front that pick was sitting there i'm like eh
0: I I thought about going
1: cold front first, but I was like, nah, he ain't going to pick cold front at the first, but then we did the snake and I was like, nah, he's fixing to take. He's going to get my cold front.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's all about what, what gets you up and what gets you going. I mean, we've said this time and time again, follow the laws. stay passionate about what you're doing. And I support you unequivocally. And this podcast and the community we've built, uh, supports you. And so, um, That was fun. I want to do more, more kind of like one-off things like this, that the the podcast doesn't have to be so serious. And (sighs) I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of the deer camps, man, because all the deer camps that I have planned, uh, we're going to have people there and Mm -hmm. uh, all my little, my little three and four day hunts, especially that December hunt with you, me, Brandon and Brett, that is going to be uh, a good time because I feel like it's an interesting balance. You've got like the two, the two, um the goats of hunting right you got the greatest of alabama the greatest of florida and then you've got the world's worst hunters me and me and brandon trying to figure it out um my money's on brandon to kill the biggest deer of the weekend guaranteed i, mean, I hope he does guaranteed yeah absolutely
1: I hope he does i don't care who kills it uh, as either. long as somebody gets one
2: yeah yeah let me let me drag a deer out of the woods with somebody and we're, we're all, all
1: competing it. in that bow hunters league <laughs> we all need to kill big bucks <laughs> All uh, right man. Well, well, yeah, that was fun. Uh I enjoyed it. So. And and hopefully like I said even if somebody's listening maybe they got something out of it where it made them think a little bit.
2: Yeah man. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, soon you guys are going to hear from Bill, you're going to hear uh we're going to finally catch up with Richard Martinez and do part 5 of the of the Florida series that boy, what a debacle the last few weeks have been trying to get things done, but um that was a fun series next year. We've got something lined up. that I think is going to be really fun. We'll probably do that in the off season as well that you came up with. And, uh, I just want to say one, one more time. And I just feel like I should do this like every five minutes of the show, but it'd get annoying. I just want to say thanks for all the support we're seeing a uh, a growth in downloads that, um, I didn't expect. I keep waiting for this platform to peak. I keep waiting for us to hit the peak, <laughs> but you guys just keep telling people uh, about the show and we just keep growing. And, uh, Long as you guys want to hear our, us talk, Chase and I are going to find time in our schedule to talk to you. And uh, I, I can't, I can't stress enough. I would love to be tagged in any photos that you guys uh, post to social media. If you kill something, I would love to see it and to say congratulations and and thank you for being a part of the show. So until next time, guys, get outside and enjoy the great outdoors.